Norwich Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 155, and I hope you're doing great. I hope it's an awesome day whenever you're listening to this. I hope you're doing good wherever you are and whatever you're into. Hope you're doing really, really awesome. Hey, I, I thought I would give like a little update, a little Goki update on some things that have been going on uh, in our life and some things that are coming for Front Porch Confessional I think are really cool. So I thought I'd give a, just a quick, I don't do this very often, but I thought I'd give a little quick update on our family. Uh, we will be officially moving to Phoenix at the end of the month, uh, February 24th. We'll be moving to Fe- back to Phoenix. So uh, we came here to Southern California four and a half years ago from Phoenix, moving back to Phoenix. And so that's both uh, really exciting and also really, really sad. We have a lot of really great friends here. As you know, I love the weather here, I love the ocean, I love the mountains, and so there's like this very grievous part of the whole thing as well. Uh, But transitioning back to Phoenix to relaunch my nonprofit, Phoenix One, Uh, if you want to check that out, it's www.phxthenumberone.org, and you can hear and see and, and watch all the different things that are going on with that organization. Really cool, really excited to head back and relaunch that and uh, really kind of open open ourselves up say God what do you want what do you want to do and how will you lead us and guide us and so uh, doing that really excited about doing that so that's on uh, Gogi Family News but the other uh, news is the devotional da, 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 has finally been submitted to the publisher and it is uh, in review right now. So I get my a solid copy next week that I get to kind of read through and double check, see if we like it, see how it looks, make sure it flows well for everybody. And uh, we'll be selling those for $10. They'll be selling on Amazon. They'll also be selling on Lulu and a couple, not Lululemon, uh, although that would be pretty cool. Uh, it's actually a, a, a distributor of books, but they, um, they'll, they'll be selling it. And then I'll, I'll uh, you know, people who DM me, I'll, I'll send you a copy. But um, they're going to be selling for 10 bucks. but really, really excited about launching that. It's basically, it basically tracks through the passages uh, that we've been going through. So I'll do, I'm going to do them in 30-day slots. So this one is uh, uh, 1 through 30. And then the next one, obviously, will be 60 through 90. And then we'll just continue on. And they coordinate with the different episodes. So you can listen to the episode. You can read the devotional. And then there's a journal that you can write. And so really, really excited uh, for that to launch. I'll let you know a little bit more about that once that's going. But the hope uh, and goal, and it's ta- it's been a long process, uh, is to have that by the end of the month. That would be the goal. So really cool. So excited um, that that's been going on. So for those of you who continue to listen and support this podcast, I just want to say thank you. It's been so encouraging to me. So encouraging the support and people just texting me saying, hey, I want to be a part and could I send you a check or can I make a donation on Patreon? Like, thank you so much. And so if you want to be a part of donating that, please, thank you. Uh, Appreciate it so much. There's multiple different ways that you can do that. Um, But one of the easiest ways is to just be a monthly donor. You go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional. So for those of you who continue to do that, I can't thank you enough. Really, really appreciate it. And for those of you who listen and share and talk with your friends about it, thank you so much. It's been so encouraging, so cool. 
So enough of that and into our passage today that we're continuing in Romans 8. And again, like if you want to just settle in to a passage, a book of the Bible, uh, Romans is a great book and Romans 8 is a really great chapter to kind of like slow down and eat and chew on. It is so good. So we went uh, through verse 27 um, last week, and and today we're going to read 29 through 30 that says this. For those who God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he, who he predestined, he also called. And those who he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. I, I, I was, uh, this passage is so weighty and I can't wait to work through it with you. It's so weighty. It's so powerful, but I started make, getting me thinking about how we try to take credit for everything. And so as I started thinking through that, I started thinking about my kids. And if you have kids, you know exactly what I'm about to talk about, right? When it comes to school projects, most parents, I would say 90% of, the, of parents, unless you're crazy hate school projects because parents know when they're school projects, it means it's a parent project, right? And I don't know. I think the school is totally okay with the fact that their kids show up with these glamorous projects, right? That their parents have done and they get graded on it. And the kids feel like, look at my project. I got an A on it. And as a parent, I just want to be saying, I just want to say, no, you didn't. I got an A on it. I worked hard on it. You got all the glory. You got all the praise. And I did all the work, right? So if, you, if you're a parent and you know, you know if you know, right, that when your kid gets a good grade on that, you feel proud of yourself. You, you want to pretend like you're proud of your kid. Like, good job, sweetie, or good job, buddy. You're so proud of you. But in reality, what we're really saying is, I'm proud of myself. This kid's taken all the glory. I've done all the work. Well, here's the interesting thing as I was focusing in on that, thinking about this passage and honestly, the whole context of Romans as a whole and Romans 8, we're doing this all the time. We're doing this all the time. We think that all the different things that we've done in this life, that somehow, somehow we are what's most important in this life. And really what Paul is helping us understand in this passage is going, whoa, 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 there's something so much greater going on. And I think you might be missing the whole point of actually who's in control, who's in charge, who is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And I love this passage because it not only summarizes all of scripture, but it really does summarize all of life. God is in control of it all. Absolutely everything. From Genesis, the narrative is to salvation, to eternity. It will always be about who God is and what God is doing. It will always be about him and it will always be for his glory. This is the part of the podcast where you pause the whole thing, or maybe don't even pause the whole thing, but right now with me, you go, amen. It's always been about God. It will always be about God. And this is the struggle that I see that is that we should start feeling inside of us is we're making this life all about us. Like a kid who presents that project and pretends like he did all the work. 
It's all about God. It's always been about God. You know, it's cool. Like as I've traveled overseas, and many of you know this, but I've I've, I've gotten the opportunity to travel all over the world and lead, and help a lot of other people go on those trips. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite things. And there's this phrase that it, it's crazy. Like wherever I go around the world, they they have this phrase. They they go, God is good, and then you repeat all the time, and then they say all the time, God is good, and I love that. I love that because there's something transcendent about it. It comes from people cross-culturally and they're agreeing on one thing in the midst of all the differences that we have. We all agree that God is good all the time. That God has not only has not God not only has a plan, but he is the plan. And I just want to go like, hey, look, 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 look. As we look at all the divisions in our culture, and I would say even more tragically in the church, can we just stop all our arguing and our complaining and just proclaim this together? God is in control. And because he is in control, it's intrinsically good because God is good. He's good and he's in control. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that bad things are good things. It just means that God is in control. And because he is good, we can go, it's okay. We can wrestle and relax in the fact that we've been fearfully and wonderfully made, that he knows the plans for us like we talked about, right? Plans to prosper us. And that doesn't just mean affluence or health or it's so much bigger than that. It's all these things. And so he's calling us into this way of thinking. Paul is challenging us. And when he spoke creation into existence, right? Like Paul's trying to help us understand the, the, how he is, he is high and he is lifted up. God foreknew. He has predestined. These huge words that he is talking about, right? When he spoke everything into existence, he said it was good. When his son died on the cross, Isaiah says it pleased the Lord. And when one person accepts Christ into their lives, it says all the scriptures say all the hell, all the heavenly realm celebrates. And I, I just can't help but express how unbelievably important this is to us on a very practical level. And this is why. Nothing, absolutely nothing is out of the reach of God. Nothing is out of sight, out of his sight and out of his plan. His love for us, this love surpasses all earthly levels of understanding. God is saying to you and to me, I got you. I got you. There's always been a plan. And he's saying to you right now, I love you and I've got you. And I know for some of you, you're like, yeah, but it doesn't feel that way. Like I'm really struggling. I'm really hurting. and I'm, I'm really confused. Sometimes in the midst of that, we have to cling 
to these things, these truths, that truth is God. We have truth because we have God and we cling to that. We have to cling to that. And it's not some placebo to just make the pain disappear. It is reality. It is foundational and it is changing us. God is saying to you right now, wherever you are, I have brought you into existence. I have saved and I have sanctified you. Now the commission is this. Now go live like you believe that. Go live like you believe that God is in control. Go live like you believe that he is the first, the last, the beginning and the end. Go live and believe that he is high and he's lifted up the glorious one, the holy righteous one that we, that would change the way we view our plans, change the way we live our lives. You know, Israel was, was to be a light unto the nations uh, for the world to see, right? They were supposed to be a light unto the nations. But so often they got discouraged and distracted. And I wonder if you're like me, as I look at my life, what I see is a lot of times pure discouragement, pure distractedness. We are all called to be people that are aware that we serve a God that is not unaware. He is aware. We are to proclaim from every pore of our being that he is aware, that he is good, that he is sovereign. And when we do that, we are, in, we are being a light to the world that is trying to find its way in the dark. This is the convicting part. This part is so convicting. Check this out. Most of us are no different than the world. We look like them. We act like them. We argue like them. We are discouraged and distracted. And as a result of that, we're losing our witness. And Pastor Paul is giving us a glorious vision of the grandeur of who God is and what he has done and what he will continue to do. We're called to fall in line to celebrate, to be a light so all of heaven can celebrate the lives one by one that are being drawn to the Father as a result of the people of God who know that their God is who he says he is and he will do what he says he will do. And that is a cause for celebration because we are to live that out for his glory and his honor, because submission to God's sovereignty begets celebration. It just naturally happens as a result of submitting to his sovereign plan over our lives. So the question is this, what place does the sovereignty of God have in your life? The fact that God is in control, that he is aware of each and everything, every moment from the past, from the present, and into the future. Father God, we need you. We celebrate you today that you are not unaware, that you are near, and that you love us. And so we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart.